The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Darn right, help yourself, but you better do it quickly because even though it, it well, it, it's relatively healthy, a, a hero is healthy. Upon me, a sandwich is healthy because there's, there's, there's no cheese on it, for one thing. It's delicious food. That, your definition of healthy it's, is no cheese. Well, for a lot, not my no, not my definition. But there's a lot of vegetables on it, and you know people in Wisconsin. But you're, what are you having on Friday? You're not having fit. You're just having fish. What kind of oil do you? You don't you don't deep fry your fish. What? Come on, because there's there are traditions, and if there isn't deep fried and covered with cheese, then it ain't. Yeah. And that's that's really too bad. My guest on Cooley Region Cooks, he's back again, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Dahlgren. Hello. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for having me. If this hour goes really well, I'm going to snag the calendar and make you agree to another uh, Cooley Region Cooks sometime that. before January 1st. Yeah, let's do it. So how's it going? You've had the chef's table food truck on the road for, what, about 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Talk about one yeah, event. Hitting hitting the whatever, what is it, what's the, hit the ball rolling. Hit the road. Hit, hit the, the road, road running. Yeah. We got the trailer uh, about two weeks ago, Monday, um, and the same. We got back in town from St. Paul with the trailer. Met with the uh, food inspector, the health inspector, and got it yep. got it koshered up, Okey-doke. and uh, we're ready to rock. So it was like, yeah, within a week we had everything awesome. LLC and uh, menus put together, and we were at the farmers market in Winona last weekend for our oh, first, cool. first that was your first event. Yes, sir. First outing, you, and you sold out at least of some of the stuff I. Yeah, I, read that I mean, it was it was a rainy, somewhere. you know, kind of a wishy-washy day. But Not a great cool. first day, but you still, it's nice yeah. to see that people turned out to eat your food. Sometimes it's cool to you. have a little slower beginning, you know, yeah. instead of getting your butt kicked right away. A little at a time. Yeah. A little at a time. Yeah. It's good. Well, good. Ladies, help yourself. <laughs> Heroes hey and uh, Bon Mies sandwich. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, how about that? See? Not everybody is deep fry. We have a few yeah. people with culture. That's right. In the community. Everyone in the can building. Smell it. They're all the, coming in. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Delish. So how's it going otherwise? Man, I haven't seen you in forever. Well, you know me. Um, Plugging along. Jeez, jeez. Trying to stay out of trouble. Four girls now. We're up to four. Oh, my goodness. Got a little baby. She's about a year. She'll be a year oh. at the end of the month. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know you were pregnant. Now you've already got, <laughs> she's already a year old. Holy oh, yeah. moly. Yeah, running around. Ready to cook. Well, then I know exactly what you've been doing. What you've been doing lately, I know. And now you've said, I got four girls, including a a, a one-year-old. Oh, well, that explains everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been uh, it's been kind of a hectic path. I mean, we've been waiting for this food trailer for a while. I've been sitting, kind of sitting on the concept. You have to run through a lot of hoops, and is it difficult? Um, they don't make it easy. Yeah. You know? Um, and it would be hard, I think, for just the average Joe to, like, you know, kind of start from the ground up with, I mean... We have we put together a team um, of partners. So it's my wife, uh, Jennifer Monsos, and her husband. And Jennifer, I've known since 2014. I worked with her. She owned Tansy's on Main in Alma. Oh, um, so she's a restaurant through her um, C- CPA, yoga teacher, kind of awesome. a uh, Jill of all trades, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we've been talking and we were kind of like, hey, what do you think about doing something cool like this? And she's like, yeah. So we've been kind of watching, you know, the internet, whatever, trying to find the right trailer, trying to find something that's licensed in Minnesota. And uh, something popped so up. So it was already it, a rolling kitchen. You didn't have to, you didn't just didn't buy a do big anything. Yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty, much brand, cook. pretty much brand new. All the stuff we wanted, flat top fryer, uh, two, yeah, everything we wanted That's was cool. in there. It's clean. Is a rolling kitchen regulations for that different than a, a, a brick and mortar kitchen? Not really. No, yeah. they're, they're about the same. Um, there's, there are things. <laughs> <laughs> there. You're not the first one to dance in the studio, Brian. Happy, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's, that's why you bring yeah. food to the studio because yeah. you get happy, happy people. Happy um, no, it's pretty much they hold you to the same standard. Um, there were there was uh, tougher laws uh, that they kind of loosened up a little bit. Like you went to, in order to have a mobile kitchen, you had to have a brick and mortar restaurant attached also, to that. Oh, geez. So now because you, they wanted you to prepare your food somewhere with with a licensed kitchen. Well, now they're like, uh. okay, well if we license your mobile unit. Then you can prepare in there as long okay. as you have everything, everything to wash the vegetables, everything to cook the bread. Or, Got to have well, water and all the rest, cleanliness yeah. and yep. yeah, so germ-free and all the rest. For sure. Yeah, it's all the same, you know. It's funny because cool. I, I work with the same, you know, when I was at Signatures or when I was at the waterfront. You know, well, in, in Minnesota, it's the same Is it same people. Uh. That I've, you know, so I know them, you know. I've, hey, Steve. What's up? Hi, Doug. What's, yeah. Yeah. Hi, How Cindy. Yeah, so they, yeah. they know my record of cleanliness and running you know, yeah, cool. Not your first rodeo. So no, they don't. So to. they were like, "Oh, wow, you got a, this is nice." And they're like, "Come in," and they're like, "I suppose you don't have your tax ID number or this." And yeah, we have all this because Jen's a CPA, so she's got all she's that got all the paperwork, paperwork handled. done, and I've got the menu done, and awesome. we're like ready to rock. And so awesome. she's like, "Cool, awesome." And our food purveyor was like, "When are you guys going to be out in about a month or so?" Or and we're like, yeah, "After no, a while." Yeah, we're, yeah, Friday. Today's Wednesday. What? We'll yeah. be up on Friday. What? Up and running in a week. That's unheard of. So that's cool. I'm glad. Yeah. You know, we've got a good team put together. Yeah. Is it difficult? Because I know the menu, to this menu, obviously it's been around for a little while because it's, it's well worn. This <laughs> this menu has seen a lot of attention. Yeah. That, uh, how often will you be changing it up? Um, Every time your parade says, sorry, we don't have any of that anymore. And you know, like, I think, like, when we're at the farmer's market, we're going to do more of a brunch-type menu. So we'll, oh, okay. we'll do omelets and beignets, and, like, kind of, we'll have our standards. Um, we'll maybe switch them up a little a little bit, depending on what we can get our hands on, as far as seasonality yeah. and local farmers and stuff. Sure, keep it local. Pricing and all. Freshing. You know, um, and then I wanted to start out with gyros and banh mi's and the green curry, because that's just my favorite oh. kind of street foods oh. and we'll see how popular they are um some of these items i i had on the menu at signatures um the carrot cake i've had since i worked at barbat in minneapolis uh creme brulee is obviously a, a everybody has creme yeah come on and delicious. nobody does it anymore because it's you know it's old school it's oh, old school too bad so we're trying to do things that we would do in a restaurant but in a in a in a food truck kind of montage or whatever does it make it more fun is it fun for you uh, you know, it's, it's so it's so new. It's a tiny it's, little kitchen. It's like, it's like, the honeymoon's not over. Yeah, you know what I mean. The honeymoon has just started. So I, it's, I've had one working day in that kitchen. So it's like, um, it's all new. Is it? Yeah, it's totally new. So, what I say now might be totally different in a month. I might, you know. <laughs> oh my god! How's it going? What did I do? Shut what? up! Don't ask! <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah, you know, um, we're just kind of. It's yeah. it's all learning as we go. You work so. in the kitchen by yourself. Your partner is the CPA. Well, she's the money gal. You're the she, cook. She's the money. Yeah. So we've got. She's like the host. 
Um, my front wife, of the house, my wife, front of the truck. My wife and the baby strapped to her is is like the backup mater D. Okay. Um, and then Steve is is on uh, whatever kind of uh, he's been doing the beignets and the fry work in the fry station. Oh, cool. He's got some some kitchen skills as well. Then yeah, you put him. To so work yeah, so I'm That's doing great. most. I'm doing most of it, but we all we all kind of help where, where where help is needed. Sure, so to speak. Well, it's nice to know that when you need some help, you have one of three other people that have yeah. the skills to do that. Yeah, and we're all super passionate about. You know, we all kind of bring our own talents to the group. I mean, I'm mine is the food. That's my God-given gift is food. Um, Rachel, you know, she's a musician, but she has a ton of like advertising and and just people skills and and that. So, and, will she play some music in front of? I to, would to, love that. Entertain, you know, sit out in front of the truck. And- <laughs> And uh, yeah, play. What kind of instruments does she play? She plays the cello. Cello. Yeah, she went oh. to conservatory in, in yeah. uh, New York when she was. That'd really be horrible. Young. I'd hate to have a little, because everybody would think, "What is that? That sounds so. Yeah. That's beautiful. Where, where's that coming from? Yeah. I got to go find that. Oh my God, it's a cello. That lady over there is playing a cello. Who yeah. plays a cello in front of a food truck? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. This food that's truck. A, where'd that yeah. come from? Oh, that's Chef Table. That's Doug Dahlgren. Oh, I know. I've heard about yeah. him. Let's go over there and have some of that whatever. Yeah. So you've got all that uniqueness. The kids are it. playing musical instruments too. Me being the oldest plays violin and piano. She any good? Kind of hard to take a piano with you, but yes. like piano. She, I'm, she any good? It's funny, like you know, people always say, "Well, they're my kids," so like I'm, I'm kind of. Of course, they're good. Yeah. Or she's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. You gotta see the baby. prettiest baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah prettiest right? baby ever. Uh, <laughs> it's like I'm really hard on my kids that way. Like I'm totally honest. Like if they. They're not playing very well. I'm like, Ew, you know, and yeah, Rachel's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. they're good. Right. She's good. Don't she's, be a she's butthead. Coming along and, you know, as long as they're practicing uh, and rehearsing, yeah, they're good. And then the second oldest, Evangeline, is playing cello. She's super good? cute. She means, she, yeah. how old is she? She's five. Five. Six. Right. So six. She's, she's, uh, six and eight are my oldest. Okay, six and eight. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. I mean, I started playing guitar when I was 14, and I'm there, not that. Hey, Cedric, there's one of these down on the oh, bottom shelf. I don't know how many there are, but help yourself. There's a stack. Yeah. So, yeah, right, we, so we could have a little cool. quartet of Dahlgrens at the food truck. If they're not washing dishes, they can break out their musical right. instruments. Hurry up and do the dishes and uh, play a little something-something. <laughs> Side B, you can have half the tip money. Yeah. The big hat out there, kids. You, right. you entertain anybody, puts tips in there, you can have Yeah. What, what's that, the monkey in the? Yeah, and the, the, and the, and the, gr- the grinder. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny. How did you come up with this? You, you, Chef's Table is a world street food, but this street is from a, a bunch of different places in the world. Greek lamb and beef uh, hero, the, the uh, banh mi. So we've got Greece. We've got Vietnam. Walleye cakes. We've got oh, that Montana. I don't know where... Walleye cakes well, originated. Yeah, Midwest, but, uh, yeah, Midwest, Midwest. You know, or lakes, Great Lakes, England, England clam chowder. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you've got you got a whole bunch of sidewalks in your world truck on this menu. Is yeah, that your I mean, goal. I, yeah, I think I, I've been blessed to work with a lot of chefs that were just trained through you know have training yeah. through, throughout the world world cuisine, and so I and I I never wanted to pigeonhole our like if we did a restaurant or if we did a food truck. I didn't want to just do one thing. Right. I wanted it to be like we can adjust. You weren't going to be do Doug's seafood restaurant or Doug's dogs or something like that. I wanted I want to be able to do like uh, different stuff. Yeah, it keeps it well, and that's why nobody can tell from the name. You chef's table. Everybody knows right away. Chef's table. Oh, food. Yeah. Okay, from a chef. Oh, Doug Dahlgren. Oh, that chef. Oh, 
Okay, so it's going to be good food. Probably be weird food because he's a chef. <laughs> he's not just going to deep fry cheese curds uh, and call that yeah. food. And I, I mean weird. I should have used unusual food as opposed yeah. to weird food. But thank you. But uh, but that's the. Go- I think that that that's why there is a few uh, food trucks that uh, that apply the streets and cross area that serve food you can't get at anybody else's food truck or right. anybody else's restaurant in many cases. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone needs to just find That's their fun. find their niche and, and flex their muscle and, and you know. I got to tell you, because I've I've eaten banh mi's four times in Vietnam in my life. Well, four times total. Yeah. Three times in Vietnam cool. and one time in La Crosse, Wisconsin, right here, right now. This sandwich is really good. Yeah. This it's, is really good. It's it's one of my. You nailed it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I was introduced, like, I didn't find out about it. I was working at the boathouse in Winona, um, and one of our, our Garmage chefs was like, hey, Doug, we should do a banh mi. And I was like, what? A banh bon, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know everything. I'm, I'm, I'm good, but I'm, I don't know everything, you know? I st- and I, st- I love to learn, so I was like, well, well t- Jeez, yeah, we tell just... me a little more about that. And then yeah. as she, so we talked about it, and we had pretty much everything there to do it, um, and so we put it together, and I was I was in love. I you know when you f- find something new and it's awesome, yeah. and it's like, yes, wow. yeah. yeah. I remember. Well, and the fun part, how difficult is it for you to not tweak it? Because if it's a banh mi, it's authentic Vietnamese food. Right off the bat, the vast majority of your customers have never had an authentic banh mi sandwich because because there are not a lot of people who know how to do that. Yeah. So you didn't take a banh mi recipe and then make it your own. You're doing authentic banh mi sandwich. We're trying to, yeah. Um, the ingredients read just like an authentic banh mi sandwich. Yeah, I mean, we, there's a there's a new Vietnamese place in daikon, Winona. And daikon and carrots and yeah, local pork, sweet chilies. We might cut cucumbers. The... I don't even like cucumbers, but on the sandwich, they're yeah, they're necessary. Yeah, it, it, it's it's to me, it's honestly one. It's probably one of top two sandwiches. To, to make because it's kind it's of, got it's got everything on the flavor wheel from like it's savory a, uh, so I'm gonna over spicy. your head I'm going to uh, uh, shout out to Tan Pham Tan oh Tan are you listening anybody that's near Tan poke him in the side and tell him to pay attention Tan if you ever get a chance to see or eat from the chef's table you got to try this banh mi sandwich because I'm telling you he's the only guy I know from Vietnam. Nice. And he turned me onto a banh mi. Mike, see that guy over there on the sidewalk? You know why there's 11 people waiting in line? Yeah. Because his sandwich is really, really good. First time I ever had a banh mi, went back three days in a row. <laughs> so the third day I went back, they were sold out, so I didn't even get one. But, yeah. God, they were good. Yeah. Tan knows. Tan, tell you what, buddy, you got to find Chef's Table food truck. Try not to slobber all over the place, because that's good, Sammy. Thank you. That's fun. So, uh, you'll you'll do the menu... Every time you get called out, or are you going to start making regular rounds since you've only been out once? Can't yeah, call it regular. We're yet, we're kind of like in the midst of like planning, like where we where we want to be, what we want to be, mm-hmm. you know, associated with, and and you know, we're, the events fun- and fundraisers, and somebody's what? having a thing. And yeah, I mean, you contact I, them and say, hey. Before we you? got the truck, I, I did a wedding reception, so I mean, we're open to catering, private chef, whatever. You know, we'll do big or small. But as far as like hitting like the lunch crowd pulling up somewhere, we're kind of all in the midst of, of planning, mm. figuring out where you know, and if we're going to come to lacrosse, where we're going to be, 
you know, what days, what days, what days, who knows. I I talked with, uh, sorry, I'm trying not to spit. In Michigan, where my when my mom was alive, we visited regularly, obviously. And there was a restaurant there, doesn't matter the name, I can't remember. They had a huge parking lot. And the guy who owned the restaurant, it was uh, maybe a sports bar, I can't recall. But he had a big outdoor, you know, kind of like the beer house. Mm-hmm. The, the walls roll up, and it's an indoor-outdoor restaurant all sure, of a sudden. Cool. And in the summertime, he invited food trucks to come to his parking lot because he knew that the food trucks are going to be out there, and they're super popular, so why not have all those food trucks at my house? They serve the food. I'll serve beverages and desserts and anything that uh, that's on my menu that they don't want from the food truck. And my sister said, you want the best the, the most fun evening of food in your life, we're going to go to this restaurant. And there were 18, 20 food trucks in this guy's gigantic parking lot on picnic tables everywhere and hundreds, hundreds of people eating inside and outside. Uh, I wish that a restaurateur in our neighborhood would, wouldn't have to be 18 food trucks, of course, but right. understand that sharing is kind of like a food court. They put all those restaurants together in the same area so you don't have to work so hard to go find the one you want is way over there same deal with car dealerships all the cars are close by if you've got a good one then prove it yeah well then it's like you know i mean you know how hard it is going out with your your significant other trying to find something that she wants and what you want and it's like there's always a compromise there sure you're gonna go to a place like that i mean you've got you know vietnamese or american or whatever you know you can find something to make everybody happy and then they do that it's all over the place in uh, austin texas if you're ever in austin (laughs) a friday or a saturday night the food trucks are huge yeah Yeah. i hope something like that it's a little more i don't know it's difficult for someone to think why would i invite a food truck to come to my restaurant parking lot that's the dumbest idea i ever heard hayes yeah okay well and some night when you're looking out over your tables and you see they're they're not all full you wonder i wonder where they are and you look down the street, and there's a line at the food truck. Hmm. If he was in your parking lot, people would come there. They would want something from him. Maybe not want to wait in line. Come inside, get a cocktail, get a number, wait in line. Everybody makes a little money. Yeah. And then it's the go-to place. You know, I think as as more food trucks pop up, and maybe we can kind of form some kind of coalition or yeah, something. Yeah. And, you know. It's been a, tons of fun for people like me who, when you hear, oh, there's going to be a food truck roundabout <laughs> they're circling the wagons yeah on saturday at the wherever you know in the parking lot or some park go there because it's going to be uh, tons of fun yeah i think uh, yeah i think anything yeah we got to get past that whole notion of like oh i don't want to lose business or yeah. whatever. it's like with well, the more people you, you gather right. if you've got a good product then yeah. you don't want to bring people to your restaurant serve them a mediocre product then right. you never see them again uh, so be proud of what you have and share it with everybody, and then yeah. everybody wins. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. How how difficult is it for you not to get really carried away? Because how many people will say, a banh mi sandwich? I don't even know what pickled daikon is, so no thank you. Yeah. Is that, you run into that very much? Um, Occasionally, but I think yeah. once you can kind of describe something to someone and Oh, yeah. layman's okay. terms i think people were like oh you know open up and be a little more you know plus if i mean i'd be willing to like here try this try have, this have a bite with this and you know when you've got the, the, the pickled sour with 
the sweet pork and yeah. with the spicy jalapeno and with the, the combo, you know, the fresh cucumber, all of it together creates this this bonding experience of flavors that you just can't right. get with a Big Mac. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, well, and uh, even a Big Mac is all those combos. If you start taking the Big Mac apart, yeah. it's pretty soon it's just a burger. Touche. Yeah, you know, it's got to you got to have all the ingredients put together. And uh, on a banh mi in particular, or a walleye cake, it's all about how you put it together. Clam chowder, it's not just clam and broth. That would be boring. Right. Cooley Region Cooks on WIZM, Doug Dahlgren. Our guest in the kitchen, he is the chef's table food truck. Food, I don't want to call it the food trailer. Food truck, we could just call food it. Tra- food truck, yeah, whatever. Mobile okay. kitchen. Mobile, Mobile bistro. Kitchen. Mobile bistro. Mobile bistro. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're, oh, yeah, he's probably got cloth tablecloths, <laughs> napkins and all. No, I we have don't. to put on a tie to go over there and have, can't even eat my <laughs> flip-flops. A little business and we'll be back. When we get back, uh, uh, well, just because walleye, everybody knows what a walleye cake is. Make me a, a walleye cake with an opera salad on the side. 10-4. When we get back. In the kitchen, I know, I know that someone's in the kitchen with Michael on the Cooley Region Cooking Show. And, of course, I, f- I found out more about uh, the ingredients in the authentic banh mi sandwich after I ate a bite and thought, wow, this is really good. It can taste the carrots and the pickled daikon and cucumber. I'm not a big fan of cucumber, but all mixed together, it's pretty good. Cilantro and, oh, my God, this jalapeno is lighting my nose hairs on fire. And then I find out that you get your peppers from a local guy yeah. who, I don't know, what, does he spank the peppers or he talks I, rude to them or something right before he picks them to make them all angry and extra spicy? Because <laughs> that was one seriously They're, delicious, yeah. spicy jalapeno. Spiciest jalapenos I've yeah, had yeah. in a while. Yeah. What do you put in your mayo to make it spicy mayo? Uh, sriracha. Oh, so oh just there you go. Half and half, 50-50. Really? Sriracha and mayo 50-50? Yeah. Wow. Give it a shot. It's delicious. No turning back. Oh, yeah. You've you got to commit. Once one bite and you're in. You're in. All right. So what are we going to make? The walleye cakes and an, and an opera salad? Walleye cakes. So the walleye cakes are like my take on the um, uh, like Boston kind of crab cake, uh-huh. kind of East Coast crab cakes. Uh-huh. Except, of course, um, I'm going to throw in a little bit of uh, like the, what do they call it? The Holy Trinity. You know, there's, like, oh, sure. there's mirepoix and then right. there's the Holy Trinity. So you got celery, peppers, onions. Um, and then instead of crab cakes, I'm going to do cooked, I'm going to cook my walleye, bake it, oh. flake it, you know, kind of mix it in with the sure. cooked vegetables, garlic, a little bit of, uh, panko. So you make a walleye beans. cake the same way you make a crab cake. Exactly. Different. Yeah. Okay. And then All I right. like to do the three, uh, the flour, egg, panko, and then deep fry them. Uh-huh. I like, you know, usually on the East coast, they would pan, pan fry fried. Yep. And, and that's all right. I like them crispy. Plus, we're in the Midwest. You were talking about deep, is it, is deep, it deep fried. Yeah. So that crispy, yeah. crispy, you know, it's walleye. Are they um, not as good if they're pan fried? I don't think so. Okay. I Just, like them. I like them. Yeah. Crispy. Well, you can't crisp up a pan fried walleye it's not, cake? It's not the same. Isn't it? No. <laughs> I mean, All right. they're, they're good. They're good. But I think. No, no, I don't even have a problem with it. But my, yeah. I don't eat deep fried stuff very much right. for no other reason than I just don't. Sure. Uh, and so when I do, my body the next day says, you had deep fried food yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. Let me talk to you about that. Yeah. Body. We're getting older. Mike? I'll tell you what. Oh, man. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to pay close attention to what I'm putting in my body today because yeah. yeah. it's going to talk to me again tomorrow. So if I see a guy coming to the food truck ordering walleye cakes every day, I'll be like, hey, man, you better chill on that. Yeah. Well, he's probably used to it. <laughs> now, once you eat it, if you do it all the time. Yeah, your body you know, adapts, you, I suppose. You, yeah. you adapt, yeah. So that's good, the walleye cakes. And, uh, oh, the opera salad, where does that the name come from? So the name comes from, um, you've heard of the the players out in, what, who do, what's the Shakespeare troupe out in Wisconsin? Spring Green? Uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. So my, my wife's family would go out there, <clears throat> and as you go through the woods, you can sit up, set up uh like have a picnic before you get out to like where the the in the round yeah in the theater is so they would have a picnic and one of the salads that they would bring they would call opera salad and it's kind of my my wife's mom's my my mother-in-law's it's her creation um so there's baked salmon i do smoked salmon um romaine cilantro uh niswa olives or kalamata olives um, new potatoes, just like cooked, cooked small potatoes. Right, the little red, little ones. fingerlings, whatever you got. Um, uh, what else? Uh, blanched asparagus, so just just cooked al dente, mm-hmm. and then um, they use uh, Caesar dressing. Really, and that's it. It's just simple, really good salad. Yeah, one of these things where like everything's kind of playing off of each other. Um, I've always really liked it. You know, I had that's the first time I had it. When yeah, we went to go see the Tempest. I Light, think. easy. Yeah. In a bowl, boom! You don't need a plate. Just have a bowl, have a fork, have a couple of napkins because it's me. Yeah, and uh, you're golden. Yeah, easy. And that's why. So it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with opera or Shakespeare or what, but that's where it just came know. that way. Yeah. And did your mother-in-law invent the name? She, she invented did. She the did. salad and came for, up with the name. Yes. Good for her. So I'm going to have to, you know, she'll you have to little, give her a little residual. Yeah. Make her lunch. That's right. Do her dishes one of these there days. There you go. That's cool. Opera salad, good. Uh, smoky New England clam chowder, smoked ocean clams. Otherwise, it's clam chowder. Well, you know, I used to make my clam chowder with bacon, and then when I met my wife, she was a vegetarian. So I'm like, well, I'm not. Is she still a vegetarian? No. Oh, just check. That, that lasted probably right up until she met you. Shortly <laughs> thereafter, maybe six months into. Sweetheart, I love you to death, but yeah. and I and I didn't push her. I didn't, you know, say, come on. I just, I just accepted it. Yeah. I love you for who you are, not for what you eat. It would be cooler if you were. <laughs> if I didn't have to make steak. two separate dinners yeah, all the time. Yeah. No, she just one day on her own, we were up, we were up in Rochester, New York. There's this barbecue joint called uh, Dinosaur Barbecue. Huh? She's like, I feel like barbecue tonight, honey. And I was like, Pardon what? Me? Who are you and yeah. what have you done with yeah, my wife? It's cool. I like this, this new chick. Yeah. So uh, we went out and had barbecue. And she, there was no turning back. Good for her. Yeah, six years as a vegetarian. Well, right? I get it. Yeah, so, I, I get it. I have I have a daughter-in-law who's a vegetarian, and her my son, her husband, said same thing, kind of. Sweetheart, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do I love you <laughs> think that I'm not going to ever eat a burger again because you're a vegetarian and I'm not? Uh, then we're going to have a problem, sweetheart. Yeah. What can I do? I mean. So they compromise and cooking at home because it used to drive her crazy. Oh, can you just grill those outside or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So he, when I spoke to him months later, so how's that whole dinner menu thing going? Pretty good. My wife is now a chicketarian. Oh, so no red meat, but chicken is okay? Yeah. What about pork, the other white meat? Well, you know, 
still working on pork, but uh, chicken and fish, she's all about that. So cool. It was just a red meat thing for baby her. steps. Baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, every my favorite pizza at most restaurants is the vegetarian pizza. Me too. Because the vegetarian pizza has all the delicious vegetables on it. Yeah. There's two things that make a vegetarian pizza even better. Bacon and chicken. <laughs> so I'll have that vegetarian pizza. Yeah. Papa Murphy's makes a really tasty gourmet vegetarian pizza. It's got all kinds of delicious vegetables on it. Add bacon and chicken and we're golden. That also works with most vegan recipes. Does it? Yeah. It's delicious. Add some bacon, and it's really, really good. Yeah. I, I don't want to start an argument with anybody, but no, I'm no, not no. doing that. No. My my uh, eldest son said that vegans. I don't understand vegans. I'll tell you, because I, he was vegan for 90 days on a bet. It's that hard he, that he couldn't do it. That's what he said. Hardest 90 days I ever spent in my life, and it didn't take me hardly any days at all to discover vegans. No wonder vegans are grumpy all the time. They don't get to eat anything that tastes good. Yeah. Never had a good vegan meal. Well, you know, it, it, hard. It's hard. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. Who knows? So the, with the with the bacon thing, I was like, well, how, I, so if I if I omit the bacon from the clam chowder, then I'm missing that smokiness. Mm-hmm. What can I do to replace that and still have like a, a vegetarian smoky. clam sure. chowder or you know, yeah, pescatarian, yeah. whatever the right fish? Bleh. So I um I cold smoked my clams. Oh. And it worked. Really? Yeah. Awesome. And you couldn't tell that there wasn't any bacon in there. And did the first person you fed that clam chowder to get grumpy when they thought they were eating bacon? I Yeah. Yeah? You yeah. didn't tell them. Here, try this clam chowder. <laughs> Honey, you what? got me. To, what, oh. are you trying to get me to eat bacon? Yeah. I hate you. No, no, there's no bacon in there. No, yes, there is. I can taste it. Ah, sweetheart, look. Here's the ingredients All right here. No bacon. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Compromise. Yeah. How long will you do? Do you change up the menu based on what's fresh? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you don't really have it. You printed the menu for us because printing is easier for me to read. Sure. Uh, but you're going to my prep list too. For, you're going to your menu is going to be based on what your vendors, what what time of the year it is, what season it is. Change up the vegetables uh, because they're growing different stuff. You're getting your peppers and I yeah, I mean, we've, tomatoes and stuff locally. So we've got yeah, we've got access to greenhouses as well so you know what, what what's coming into season right now so we'll probably have some butternut squash coming our way so we'll probably do oh, like yeah. a bisque butternut squash bisque or something like that yeah. and, you know it's i love this time of year like harvest time you know i mean it, it's 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 bittersweet because it's like towards the end you know and we yep. know it's going to get cold soon yep but it's the the abundance of things that are available right now is is un unmatched in any other time of the year you know so spring is always cool, but like harvest time is like yeah fall yeah, yeah. tons of end stuff. of the season tons. everything's coming in then Thai green curry initially in my life my uneducated taste buds I thought curry that's rice right no curry later on I thought curry that's oh that's this that's a spice isn't it a seasoning well yeah kind of okay so what's Thai green curries seasoned seasoning. There's more to it. What is Thai green curry? Well, there's there's two different kinds of curry. There's Indian curry, which is the powder, you know, okay. the yellow powder, which is oh, like yeah, turmeric yeah. and uh-huh. cumin and all that, all those uh, different spices. And then there's Thai curry, which is a paste. So you, and you've got three different kinds of paste. You've got yellow, red, and green, and those are all depending on the chilies used in the in the curry paste. 
So green, I believe, is in the middle, I think, as far as spice goes, I, I want to say. Does the spice represent heat or just spice? Yes, heat. Heat, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, green chilies, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, yellow yeah. being the, the mildest, Mild I one, think. Sure. Yeah. And then green and then red. Um, I, the first time I was exposed to Thai curry, we, we had um, red curry mussels at Barbat in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, cur- coconut milk. <laughs> so, so oh, my gosh. It's like the best sauce to have with mussels. If you've got, if you can get some nice, like, Prince Edward Island mussels. And, the, and this is the easiest sauce. It's like saute a little garlic, throw in your coconut milk, and then like a spoonful of red curry paste. And then just kind of reduce that until it gets a little thick. And then toss in your mussels, cover it like five minutes that steam, later. I was just going to say, like oh, kind of steam, yeah. Some crusty bread. It's it's unbelievable. And so I, I got really into Thai, you know, curry paste. Yeah. And experimenting with yellow ones and green, you know, and then um, I developed this this dish with green curry. Um each curry kind of lends itself to a different different avenue, you know. Like red curry is great with like seafood. Green curry is good with vegetables, I think. I mean, this is all my personal taste. Right, because it doesn't overpower whatever you're serving it with. Sure. I mean, there's you know, fish it, is not really a strong flavor by itself. But no, no, and, and it, yeah, I mean, the curry can be real delicate too. It's not in your face like the Indian curry can be real. Yeah. Pungent and you kind can of, smell it from outside. Yeah. Yeah, you walk away. Hey, you must have went to a curry restaurant. Yeah, because you, you smell tell, like because yeah. you smell like the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, um, but the curry paste kind of like you went camping this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, you still you still smell like a fire. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and the, I mean it's it's just all of the curries that I like to the sauces I make I like to make with the coconut milk, palm sugar. You can use white sugar. Um, palm sugar I think is just a little less processed than your typical white sugar. Um, okay. So it's more uh, like they, they take it from palm trees. So it's, you know, oh. it's better for you. Sugar is not really good for your body either way, but when it's less palm processed, the better. sugar. I've never even heard of it before. It's like usually you can get it. It's like thick and it's covered with wax, or you can get little palm sugar capsules like that break up in your sauce. Like They're hard. Really? When you throw them in your sauce, the liquid. So palm sugar is a processed well, less- food? It's a it's a sugar, um, but it's less processed than white sugar. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit a little bit better for you. It's a little more, you know. F- Does it from... taste similar to yeah, whatever it's table sweet. sugar it's just, or whatever? Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, different but, than honey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find it at your Asian food markets. Just to ask them where's, cool. where's the palm sugar. They usually have a different different. Yeah, broccoli I got, onions I got, mushrooms I got, rice noodles. Is it important to use rice noodles? No, you could use. I mean, I like to use it because then it's gluten free. Because uh-huh. this is this dish right here, some some curry is is a vegan dish, so it it comes straight out of the barrel like ready for vegans. Okay, I don't have to I don't have to omit anything. Do anything, right? You know, the some of the curry pastes will have shrimp uh, sauce or yeah in, in the fish. You know, sometimes they have sorry, but yeah. you can buy a specific curry <clears throat> paste that's doesn't have any kind of animal protein in it. Okay. So this, I got this special green curry paste that I buy that's already vegetarian, vegan appropriate. Mm-hmm. So okay. I like to keep it as, um, so people, so there's something on the menu that if you're gluten-free, you can order and you don't have to feel like such, 
oh man, you know, I hate going out to eat because nobody has anything for specialized right. specialized right. dietary needs, and you feel like such a, a burden having to ask, can you ask the chef to do this for me? You yeah, know, make it special. And so I want to, you know, I want to be there and let people know that hey, man, you, if you got something dietary, we can totally adjust yeah. our our just yeah. There's no there's no get out. <laughs> there's, yeah. I'll be right back. Let me help you with that. Yeah, like we've even started. I've even started omitting the um, clam chowder. I used to use, used to thicken it with a roux, oh. and now I'm using a slurry instead. So cornstarch instead of flour, just to have things that are, are readily available. Sure. You know, we're we're talking. And it about, doesn't really. It's certainly not in the clam chowder's case. Doesn't really change the flavor of this. Not really. I mean, you can when you when you cook your roux, there is a certain amount of flavor <clears> that. It, you know, it kind of tastes like popcorn when you get your brown sure. roux, dark yeah, roux. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you can adjust it other ways, you know, to, to Make compensate for, for whatever. Sure, sure. We're trying to, to mess around with the carrot cakes so that's gluten-free. Do you know how expensive gluten-free flour is, by the way? Holy cheapers, creepers. No. Really? It's lot. expensive. Yeah, well, I mean, because they... Gluten-free flour. Like, if you, buy, if you were to buy the gluten-free flour that's, like, cup to cup, like, where oh, you don't right. have to... Because Jen is good with this because she's really into her diet she she is a cancer survivor she beat cancer by adjusting her diet and awesome. doing other things and so she's well up on like gluten-free and and, and 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 vegetarian for a while and and knowing all these different ways to go about all these things she has to do to stay healthy yeah replacing unhealthy things like sugar or right. flour in your diet without the suffering the fate of no flavor right i was just going to say that having the same food every day for the rest of your life yeah is- that's the only thing. Gene's kids, I don't, I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if they were all uh, celiac, but uh, a couple of them anyway. So she is almost as familiar as, uh, as some of your friends about uh, what is and what isn't a tasty gluten-free, trying to find a, a pizza crust that's gluten-free that doesn't taste yeah. like the Yeah. is not an easy thing to do. So, I mean, that's a good way of, like, experimenting with things, too, is, like, is, is giving – gifts to people using your gifts to to give people something they haven't had a chance to have like a lot of people can't go out to eat because they can't they're scared of a place to go well is, is that this, has food is this, they can eat. yeah is this person going to accidentally throw in some flour and and Kill i have me. celiac yeah it's scary yeah. so we have to you know when we can come up with recipes that taste good but are are suited to people with special dietary needs it's it makes it that much that much more um Fulfilling as a chef, I think. Mm. I almost asked you. I didn't see initially the the apostrophe. I was going to say, "What's potato cream?" Potato comma cream, Mike. <laughs> well, we we beat as... those potatoes until they just until they get all creamy, yeah, creamy, right? And keep <laughs> keep the uh, uh, Greek lamb, lamb and beef uh, hero. Do you mix your lamb and your beef together? I do. Yeah. It's when I was in culinary school, because I was trying to think, well, do I want to, I would, when I was a kid, I don't remember if you remember the mall out there, there used to be a, a Euro place that would carve, you know, they had the stand-up broiler, where it spun on like a big upright spit, and they would carve out the meat. And I was like, like the Brazilian places? Yeah, it's like, oh man, yeah, yeah. that's so cool, and I'm like, oh, I should get one of those, and I was like, well, and, and we made those traditional spits in, in culinary school, we would layer the, the pork and the beef and the lamb, and then we would top it with like a big oxtail and then the fat from the oxtail would as it spins yeah. would just like coat the meat it was just cook it this way and then stand it up or, so it yeah, together, just, yeah. I, but i learned i was doing a lot of research to try to to make it um 
to eliminate any time for serving. So, like, when you're in a food truck, you you got to stay under, like, four-minute pickup time. So it shouldn't be more than four minutes for a person really? to order and to get their food. Is that uh, – that's just – the way somebody with a food truck discovered a long time ago, people won't wait longer than four minutes. Right. I mean, especially if you're doing lunch. I mean, you know, there's one thing where people can... Quick and dirty, as my mom would say. Yeah. So we got to get them in and get them out. So um, I researched this way to make this lamb. It's almost like making a meatloaf. But what you're doing is you're making the... Um, or actually, it's more like making the the ingredients for a sausage. Like how you oh. take and you make an sure. emulsion. Like you, yep. I would take and grind my meat. So I would do like... Half lamb, half beef, and then uh, throw in some onion and, and oregano and garlic and cumin, and then throw that in a food processor. Uh, so that's making that fat. Now you've motion, got a, yeah, yeah. And then pack that into kind like a little pan, and yeah. then cook it, chill it, and then the next day I can slice it like little slices. Sure, sure. And then um, heat it up either on the grill or on the flat top. Have it ready to rock. Anybody like their their uh, hero meat crispy? Speaking. I would imagine. I like I'm sure we'll get those, like, crispy bacon people. Yeah. I want my bacon crispy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure it'll come across. Because you cook them to order right when somebody walks up yeah. and says, may I have? Yeah. Uh, give me two of them. Make them crispy. We can do it. Cook them extra. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I order my steaks these days. Unless I know the, the uh, chef, I need a rare steak. Rare. Give it, uh, you know, that much over rare. Rare is whatever, three minutes on each side. Yeah. Give it three minutes and 20 seconds. There you go. Because I still want it all red in the middle. Have you tried putting your steak in the freezer for like 10 minutes? Before I cook it? Yeah. No. No, they... after you cook it, Ace, because <laughs> frozen cooked you, steak is delicious. Because, you, you know, the, the, problem no. is, the problem of having the rare steak is like not having that caramelized, right. crispy outside. On the outside. If you freeze it for like center. just 15 minutes. Really? Before you throw it on whatever you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Grill, yeah, man. And I've I've seen like where they would like steakhouses would use um, a little bit of cornstarch huh? and then freeze it, you know, season it with the cornstarch. Sure, sure. I don't know if that sucks out some of the moisture or, or what it does. I'm not sure. But then they would take that not partially for you know just because it would just freeze the outside a little just bit. Just yeah, yeah, just the so edge. <clears throat> that gives it to where you could throw it on whatever super hot surface you have, and then still have that cook on the outside. Yeah, so get it nice. Oh, and, I gotta try that. Should try it. I'm going to try works. that very soon. But then you can have your cooked out, you know, your caramelized. Yeah. And then still have your crispy on the outside. Your rare and the juicy inside. on the inside. Yeah. I'm liking that. It works. Okay. 